It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, just over 15 minutes from right now, ESPN's Field Yates dropped his mock draft 1.0 yesterday. He joins the show, and then if you haven't heard Take Command's mock draft 1.0, you'll hear the first part of it coming up at the top of the hour. So great little draft uh, bit coming up. Uh, also, uh, in between those two, thoughts on the top three quarterbacks and how they could fit with Cliff Kingsbury's offense, which brings us to Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, obviously, played for Mike Leach at Texas Tech, uh, air raid guy in terms of how he came up. He then took that offense that he played very well in as a quarterback at Texas Tech, uh, didn't really play a lot in the NFL, did get a Super Bowl ring as a Tom Brady backup in New England, but retires, goes into coaching, uh, goes to the University of Houston where he pairs up with a guy named Kevin Sumlin. Very quickly, he impresses Sumlin. Case Keenum, who somehow is still playing in the NFL, uh, not somehow like as in, you know, a, congrats to Case. Like, he's been around a while. Like, congrats. That, that wasn't meant to be a shot. It kind of sounded like it. Anyway, point is, Case Keenum was his quarterback back in the day at University of Houston, and they broke records. Like, Case was throwing, like, 50 touchdowns. It was nuts. Um, and then Sumlin goes to Texas A&M. Cliff goes with him. Uh, Cliff's the OC by this point. Uh, had great success with Johnny Menzel, obviously. Then he gets the job at Texas Tech, has Mahomes, yada, yada. And he's kind of running air raid the whole time. Now, as he got to Arizona and got his first shot in the NFL, we saw what I would not consider a true air raid offense, certainly a lot of air raid principles, but there was a lot more to it at the NFL level. So that leaves this huge question. Now, as Cliff Kingsbury gets his second shot in the NFL, this time as just an offensive coordinator, not as a head coach, and he brings in Anthony Lynn. He brings in Bobby Johnson. He brings in Brian Johnson and multiple other coaches that have other backgrounds. Keeps Tavita Pritchard. Uh, David Blau uh, is now the assistant quarterbacks coach who played for Cliff briefly in Arizona um, and really impressed him, one of the smartest guys uh, in the NFL in terms of a backup quarterback. Feel, big Dan Orlovsky vibes. Like, played a long time, even though he didn't actually play because he wasn't that good as a player, but, like, brilliant and worth having in a meeting room. And so now the commanders are going to pay him to be in the meeting room as a coach instead of, as a quarterback, um, but you have all these different backgrounds and, and how does it all come together? And Cliff said something today directly about that, the roots of it all, the air raid that I think is significant and fascinating. Here is what the commander's new offensive coordinator said. Yeah. At Texas Tech, um, University of Houston, you know, we had Case Keenum and Patrick Mahomes, so we were throwing it a ton, and it was spread offense just like a lot of those are. You get in the NFL, you, you learn the nature of that game and, and the different personnel groups and um, the matchups and, and things like that, and I'm not sure where we were on, on pass percentage my last three years there, but I, I know it wasn't at the top. Um, so we want to be balanced. We want to be able to run the football and, and uh, play action pass and um, really do whatever it takes to win. But the air raid deal is, is – you know, I'm honored to be a part of that because it was Mike Leach, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, but uh, I wouldn't categorize anything we do under that name. R.I.P. to the Pirate. Salute. Uh, but to hear Cliff say that, considering how much reverence he does have and how easy it would frankly be to lie about it too, to be like, yeah, no, that's what we're doing, and then just not do it, um, I think it's pretty significant. 
And the Air Raid has a lot of interesting concepts. And I think actually the Air Raid, from what I know about it, has a very useful place structurally in the modern NFL. I'm going to get real nerdy on you here for a second. So hopefully uh, I do a good job explaining. But we think of coverages, specifically zone coverages, of how they're drawn up in Madden, because that's most of our daily, you know, non-professional football player uh, exposure to them. There are kind of dots on the screen, uh, shaded areas, and you're responsible for that. Or, you know, there, if you want to go slightly more advanced, it's like, yeah, okay, cover three, for instance, to a basic, basic cover three. You have the two corners that are responsible for a deep third of the field, so like 15 yards uh, of depth and to, to the end zone. Divide the field in thirds. And the corners are responsible for the outside two-thirds, and one of the safeties is responsible for the middle. Then take that 15 yards to the line of scrimmage and up, divide it into quarters, and that's that's your area. That's realistically not how zone coverages work in the NFL anymore. The, the Vic Fangio school has blended these zone match concepts that wind up being very amoeba-y in terms of their coverage. So, you know, yes, a receiver might enter your area, and then you latch on and follow him. And how you match that could look very man-to-man-y. And thus, the zone beaters that coaches have come up with for years, like, oh, we need to you know, pull a defender out of one area. You know, double slants can, can pull a defender out of one area of the zone and then vac- create a vacant hole behind. Or that first slant is open because it's a different zone. Like, a lot of these route combinations, you know, that attack uh, flat, slant, and then, you know, uh, whatever behind it, or mesh concepts. Like, they... They all are designed to attack that more static version of zone coverage. And when you latch on, it messes it up because a guy that's supposed to run and break free all of a sudden or have an area to sit down once he clears a a linebacker over the middle, that's not there anymore because the linebacker just latched onto him. And what the air raid theoretically does is it reads space, not coverage. So we don't care whether you're in cover two, cover three, or some of these even, you know, there was kind of a step in between of zone match and uh, kind of your basic coverages of, of something like a cover six, which looks like cover three on one side and cover four on the other. And so to have why, why it's then called cover six, I couldn't tell you, but that's that's kind of how it goes. Again, I was told there would be no math. So the, the idea that you're reading space is actually very helpful. And to have that as part of your offense, I think, could be very beneficial in the modern NFL uh, don't take my word for it. Take the word of Matt Ryan, who, when he joined us last summer on Take Command, talked about how he started to do that more, where instead of like he would have games where he had big games and completions. And if you asked him afterwards what coverages the defense was playing, he wouldn't know because he'd be like, I don't know. We just decided we were going to put because they were playing this amoeba coverage that we don't really know what it was because it got so messy. We would know that we were attacking the safety. And based off where the safety went, I threw it where he wasn't. And so that is kind of, on some level, how the air raid works, at least my understanding of it, is it's the space reads. It's attacking players. It's putting them in conflict. And so taking that and combining it with other offenses seems like a great way to build an offense in the modern NFL. Let's take some of the zone uh, running game stuff that Kyle Shanahan has done very well. Let's take some of the gap scheme running stuff that other teams have done very well, that Bobby Johnson is very familiar with and Anthony Lynn is very familiar with. Let's take all of that stuff 
marry it with some of the pass game concepts, some of the protection rules, uh, and some of the fakes and all these kinds of things with the air raid, you know, route concepts. And now we're cooking with something. However, and some of that is already happening around the league, I would say. However, how you do that, how you go about building it is, I would say, both exciting, but also moderately terrifying because you have to build it from scratch. And so how do they go about building it? Cliff Kingsbury today on the personnel side of this and where I think this gets, uh, I would say, a fine line between exciting and terrifying. Yeah, I haven't got, I would say, far enough into it, but obviously there's some explosive pieces on offense that you notice. Um, but I'm about three games in, so we have a ways to go. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I think there's some pieces there. So what are we building here? Is it around Terry and John? Is it around Brian Robinson? Is it around whatever this quarterback is, which means we can't start building the quarterback and or building the offense till the quarterback's here? That what happens if that quarterback gets hurt? Like they did have a little bit of that in uh, Arizona where they built the offense around Kyler, which like, you know, there is a little bit of what they used to say with the Indianapolis Colts where um, I think it was Howard Mudd. It might have been one of the other assistants, but uh, one of the old Peyton Manning coaches would say, like, what, well, what happens if Peyton gets hurt? And he goes, we're bleeped, and we don't plan for bleeped. It's just like, well, there is no Jim Sorgi offense. Like, we're just – we're screwed. Um, and that's a little bit what happened to them in Arizona. Kyler goes out, and a lot of the offense that was built around Kyler doesn't work as well with Colt McCoy and David Blau and et cetera, obviously. So, ultimately, I guess what I'm getting at is this. I think you have to have principles that you're building off of. And I trust that Cliff Kingsbury has been around the NFL long enough to have principles. There are going to be certain non-negotiables. But even in the way he talked about Anthony Lynn's role, where it's, he said, like, oh, we're figuring it out. It doesn't seem like they have much of a plan beyond get smart people in the building and go from there. Which, again, is not the worst plan I've ever heard. It's a lot better than, hey, we have a bunch of people that are mediocre at their jobs and we have the track record to prove it. But if we just keep running it back because we all know each other, it'll go great. AKA the first three years of offensive coaching of the Ron Rivera era. Um, so I, I trust that there are smart minds in the room. I trust that they have all bought in that Dan Quinn and Adam Peters and Cliff Kingsbury would not sign off on them if they weren't all on board with the idea that, hey, we're going to build something here. And taking the experiences from all of these coaches, I would say, and then taking also what you want to be as an offense and filling it out personnel-wise, seeing what you have, how do we accentuate the strengths, I think that plays into to what I call my dude theory, which is like, let's get the good dudes the ball. So let's take what Brian Robinson does well and let's make sure it's in the offense. Let's make sure we see what Terry and Jahan do well and make sure it's in the offense. I love that but it does come with a level of concern that you are building it from scratch as opposed to saying we know this stuff works here's how we're going to do it we've tested proven found errors etc building it all at once making it all come together and not really having at least publicly and i will also say i i you know they don't have to tell us everything but i don't know why you'd say like yeah, we don't really know what run game coordinator means yet if you do. Um, not really having clear lines of, of who does what and what's what's responsibility is a little scary to me. 
Collaboration is great if it turns into true collaboration. And this is where DQ is huge. His force of personality and the way he runs a building has a massive, I would say, calming effect on my nerves as I give you this take. I, I trust that they can get it done. If, you had, if I had to bet one way or the other, I would bet on it working. But I would not be doing my job in kind of giving you the whole picture if I did not say that some of this, some of the lack of clarity, some of the lack of uh, concise, clear vision and responsibilities, etc., does it make me a little nervous? Ultimately, it's not my job to figure it out, uh, but we'll see what the results are, and we'll certainly be talking about them all fall along here on the Hoffman Show. When we get back, Field Yates joins us, ESPN NFL insider, gives his mock draft 1.0, who's he's got going to Washington, and then we'll talk about some of the top quarterbacks and how they could build an offense around them coming up at 445 here on the team, 980.